Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Cullen's Comic Corner, yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Cullen coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Life loving comics is the place to be. So, welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. Cindy, I feel like I'm being judged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want, I'm gonna, so I'm going to put this out there to our listeners and to you, and, and maybe other people have a different opinion. But uh, So in recent months, I've been trying to do a better job in terms of my nutrition. I'm trying to eat better. Yes. I'm trying to watch what I'm taking in. But stressful few weeks, and I have failed in that uh, regard a few times. You and me both, brother. But I noticed something. Okay. And I believe that the the people that work at fast food drive-thru windows are judging me. (laughs) Okay. That they have determined, (laughs) look at this failure. Oh, my gosh. And let's prove to him what a failure he is. And I think that you guys out there listening, you you take this and, and see what you think. So you go to a fast food restaurant and order your food. I believe you can judge what they think about you by the number of condiment packets they put in the bag with your food. Okay. So the other day I went to Taco Bell and I ordered something and I came home and I, I got the stuff out of the bag and there were 300 Taco Bell condiment, you know, hot sauce packets in the bottom of the bag. So my only, what I can assume is that this this person that filled my order looked at the amount of food I ordered, and determined that that was enough food for three hundred people, <laughs> and they just threw in all this condiments because it couldn't be from one person; it had to be for a number of people. But what did you order? I don't remember, and that's neither here or there. <laughs> you can also judge it if you go to a restaurant that has uh, those little. Packets of plastic silverware and a napkin. Yeah. So if you order food for two people, what you th- for two people, and you get home and there are eight packets of plastic silverware, yeah. that means the person who filled that order thought you ordered enough food for eight people, <laughs> and that has happened as well. So I don't know what you think of this, but that's my take on the uh, on on the judgment that's been leveled against me. All right, let me play devil's advocate for just one second. All right. What about when you go to, let's say, for example, Sonic. All right. And you order, let's say, two large orders of the popcorn chicken. Okay. No, this was not for me. You're doing a, it's a hypothetical. Just so, all right. Oh, so okay, yeah. okay. But you order two large orders of the popcorn chicken. Right. And they say, what sauces would you like? Right. And you tell them what sauces you would like. For 
two large orders of popcorn chicken, you get one little thing of sauce. Like, I, I think we got, like, a barbecue for Squish and uh, ranch. Okay. I'm just, I don't remember what the other one was. Um, and for the largest, you would think you'd get at least a couple. Nope, we got one packet of each. That's it. So riddle me that, Batman. That person was judging you in the opposite way, saying that person doesn't need any damn sauce. They need to lay, lay back on the calorie intake. Look at that fatty, fatty, <laughs> fatty. <laughs> they said, we're not doing that. They need to hold back on the calorie intake. So <laughs> no ranch for you. Um, but how do they know I'm not doing low carb? Oh, because the popcorn chicken. That's the popcorn chicken. <laughs> it's kind of hard. You know, I've done that low-carb mindset where okay. you're like, look, and I can put ranch on this, and then you're eating, uh, you know. You um, know what this reminds me of, this conversation right now? What's that? Tell me you know what I'm talking about. I don't. The Tenacious D. Oh, yeah, where he steals where, the food. Where he's... Uh, oh, no, he goes no, to the he drive-thru. No, he's in the drive-thru. And he cuts his... Yeah. He wants a, a large cherry cola, but half cherry cola, half diet cola. <laughs> yeah. yeah next, so. Watching the LBs. I'm watching the LBs. <laughs> but there you go, folks. I want you to consider that this is the kind of hard-hitting thought piece that you get when you listen to, to us. <laughs> and with that, coming to you from deep in the heart of Snake Mountain... Welcome to the bungalow. I am Cullen. I am Cindy. And we are joined today by uh, our dogs, Shadow and Samson. Sam and Lamb and Ding Dong. Because Cindy didn't have the heart to kick them out of the office. Well, they're being good for now. Yeah, for now. But, uh, so we're here recording. Cindy, tell us what's been going on. What are we... What's what's going on in your world? The big news, is, the big thing for you is that tomorrow you are leaving. Tell everybody where I you're... Am. She's leaving me for good. Everybody's okay. been putting their bets down. When's it happening? <laughs> but, you know, tell everybody where I've you're going. I've had enough. Um, no, I am leaving and heading to sunny Miami. Nice. Going to spend a few days in Miami with some of my really good friends. And then on Monday, we are boarding the Norwegian Pearl for the Impractical Jokers cruise. That's going to be awesome. Heading to the Nassau Bahamas. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. I know you're looking forward. you got a lot of friends that you're looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I, I the first time I went on that cruise, it was for the, the Impractical Jokers. Um... This is my fourth one. I've been on all of them. And the last three were not about the Jokers. They were about being able to hang out and see... Your friends. The friends that I'd made on the cruises. So, some of which have I've gotten to become really close with. And uh, I'm really excited to see them. Well, we're going to miss you. I'm sad I'm not going with you this time, but I got a lot of work to do, and I just uh, I just can't afford to take a vacation this early in the year. Lame. I know. Very lame. Lame, lame. I feel every bit of that lameness. But, <laughs> yes. So, what else? What else has been going on in the world of the buns? Um. <laughs> that, um, is pretty much sums I, it up. Yeah. I mean, we got through... 
the holidays, um, New Year's, and uh, that was fun. We got to spend some time with some people we don't normally get to spend a lot of time with um, around around New Year's, and um, shortly thereafter, I kind of fell into a depression. A funk. A funk, yeah. Um, well, it was more than a funk, and then yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I've I've never I've always been very open about how I battled depression. Um, you know, I I take medication for it, and most you know most of the time that medicine does its job, and I stay pretty okay. And then every once in a while, you know, it, that undertow just kind of sucks sucks you under, and once you get into that, it's for me anyway, it's really hard to get out. And, uh, I, my life kind of went stagnant. Um, I just, I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to talk to people. I, in fact, would, had gotten myself to a point where I would be up all night and I would sleep all day. Um, you know, and then I finally kind of realized that I was doing that because I felt like I was such a big disappointment to you and Squish that if I slept all day, I didn't have to face you guys. And if I stayed up all night, you guys would be asleep. So again, I didn't have to face you guys. And then when I realized that what I was doing, I tried to fix it on my own. Like, I tried to... And it just, it wasn't working. And I was just getting worse. And so then I finally went to my doctor. And I, I think we're finally on a, on a good path. So it's only been a few days. But I feel like I see, I feel an improvement. Um, I mean, the fact that I'm awake and functioning <laughs> at noon, you know, on, on a win, uh, Thursday... It's progress. <laughs> no, it is. And, and you know, and this is something... I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Unless you have dealt with... Re this isn't just uh, being down in the dumps. It's not just right. being in a funk. Like I even, I even used that term a few minutes yeah. ago. It's, uh, but it's not being in a funk. It's not being down in the dumps. It's not being sad. Uh, unless you... Uh, unless you've dealt with real depression yourself, it's hard to really fathom the way it affects a person and and it affects everybody differently you know i deal with it as well as well and you know and, I, and i've said this everybody has bad days everybody goes through stressful events and they're always terrible regardless but imagine going through that bad day or that stressful event and if you're me also feeling like a dump truck has been backed up to you oh my. and a thousand angry recently shaved badgers are dumped onto you and they are at the same time crushing and smothering you and eating you alive oh that's God. how my my depression tends to feel and manifest they kind of sound like honey badgers they are they are definitely <laughs> honey badgers but uh but um yeah it's uh it, it's hard to it's hard to to really to fathom unless you have really gone through it and and it's it's difficult I, and it's it's a difficult thing for people to talk about because they don't 
necessarily understand how to deal with someone who's going through it because right. when you are going through it, you don't want advice. Right. You don't want tough love. Right. You don't want, you know, uh, to debate it. You just want someone, if you want to talk about it, you just want someone to listen and and recognize that they're there and that they hear you. Or if you're like if you're like me, where I don't want to talk to people about it because that just makes me feel even lower. And so a lot of times when I get into those really deep depressions, I just want to be alone. Right. I don't want to, you know... I don't want to pretend like everything is great and smile. You know, the the I can't remember the medicine, but the the commercial on TV where, for the depression medicine where people are holding up the smiley face, right? And then they take the face away and they're all sad. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Right. I just and I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but when I'm in my depression, it that's what I do. Right. I just want yeah. to be alone. Yeah. I need time. And unfortunately, not everybody can understand that, and it, you know it has caused some rifts in my life. But I'm I'm looking at that now as you know I need to I need to be more selective about the people I let into my inner circle. And if they can't support me and understand, then they probably don't belong in my inner circle. Unfortunately. There you go. There you go. All right, so. Let's talk about something happier. What else is going on? Uh, I mentioned a badger a second ago. Have you seen that video online of the coyote and the badger? No. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. So, there's a video going around. It's just a short, like... I saw one of a... There's, like, a short 12-second video. I'm turning the volume down so we don't have to everybody hear it, because you don't need volume for it. But look at this coyote and the badger. They're crossing a street. They're using the culvert to cross the street. Yeah. And they're like little buddies, trundling along. Aww. And according yeah. and according to this thing I read, apparently coyotes and badgers are known to like hunt together and move together. You know, like travel together. That like coyote, that coyote was taking that badger off deep into that culvert. Culvert, and then he probably ate him. <laughs> I'll tell you what: if <laughs> that coyote <laughs> ate that badger, that coyote deserved to eat that badger because a badger is ain't nothing to try to eat. <laughs> And <laughs> coyote's like, come with me. Yes, I think you're thinking of a a wolf, and maybe even like a a dire wolf or something. Not just like a a wolf. A badger, a badger will mess you up. A squirrel will tear you up if it's mad enough. Why do you think a badger, which is essentially a giant squirrel on steroids and with bigger claws and, and much meaner? Could I mean if a squirrel could mess with a coyote, a badger could really mess up a coyote. Can a squirrel Get mess it. up a coyote? I don't think a squirrel's nothing to mess with. <laughs> a squirrel ain't nothing to mess with, but a badger's like the Wu Tang of squirrels. <laughs> so there you go. That's my you hear place. That method? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But anyway. Um oh, shoot. What else is going on in our lives? <laughs> trying to wrap my head around. I want that's my next the sticker. Wu-Tang. That's my next sticker for the bungalow is gonna say a badger is the, the Wu Tang of squirrels. <laughs> I like that. Anyway. Oh man. 
Don't you, would you have to get permission from them? To I don't know. Well, Wu-Tang, I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not making stickers right today. So, today is not my day to make stickers. Well, I want to make some stickers. Okay. I want stickers that have my my new slogan on them. And what is your new slogan? My new slogan at the end of the at the end of the bungalow. Oh, where well, we got to say well, you, are you going to say it? If you say it, it'll you'll be spoiling it for the end of the episode. I say I said it the last Oh, it's not a new one. It's just what no. you say. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Were the hair salty? So are we. That's very nice. That'd be a good That'd sticker. That'd be a good sticker. It's no, it's no badgers or the Wu-Tang of squirrels, but it's a good sticker. You'll see it on every Hydra flask. What's a Hydra flask? You don't know what a Hydra flask is? No. No, then you're not a 14-year-old girl. Good for what you. What is a Hydra flask? Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know until... Did you just use a term you don't know what it means? Oh, I know and what then it means. Get... No. Oh. There is a... I forget what their the term is V something, but anyway, apparently there is a a trend among like teenage girls and college girls, and it, it's a look. It's a certain look. Like it was explained to me by my friend Dale, who has a, an almost twelve year old daughter who's into this, mm-hmm. and um, like. A Hydra Flask is one of those bottles that that the girls carry. Yeah. And then they put stickers on them to decorate them the way they want them. They usually wear baggy sweatshirts and leggings and... Um, Wait, is a Hydra Flask the bottle or the person? The bottle. So it's a bottle. Yeah. Because I just tried to Google Hydra Flask Teenage Girls, and I got this alert that the police are coming to talk to me. <laughs> so. No. Look it's a up, bottle. I see these bottles everywhere. Right. That's a Hydra up, Flask? But look up the something about V. Like, V V Girl or V. I, I think I'm done looking up right. any of that business today. I take your, I get the, I get the concept of Hydra Flask. But it's like a certain look that the girls, like, live by. Our listeners are literally getting older by the second. Okay, listen, listen. When you've gone to pick up Squish from school. Yes. How many of the girls have you seen walking out with their little Hydra flask with the stickers on them? I gotta be honest. I don't pay attention to anyone ever. So I don't know why you think I would notice what kind of... Beverage Vico, they're carrying. Visco, Visco, I think it is Visco. I've heard girl. that term. I've heard Squish use that term before. Visco, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah. well, there you anyway. go. We're old. Uh, what else? <laughs> well, now that you just put me back into my depression, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> We're um, old. Believe me, I'm feeling it more and more every day. Um, what was it? Someone <laughs> the other day, I was out with a couple of friends, uh, friends of the show, Josh and Kevin. And uh, my brother's from another mother's, and we were sitting around having a couple of drinks. And Josh or Ke- one of them said, "Oh, you know, I I pulled my I pulled a muscle in my leg." And then Josh like, "Oh yeah, I I I reached over to grab something the other day, and I had a pain in my back." And then Kevin's like, "Oh yeah, my knee went out on me." And then Josh like, "Yeah," and then you know my my fingers just started twitching. I was I was writing a lot, and my hand just started hurting. And I was like, "This is the saddest." 
recreation of Jaws <laughs> I've ever seen, where the people are comparing their injuries. Oh, it's yeah. just two old dudes compl- comparing their sprains and muscle pulls. But uh, you're getting old. It happens. The only difference in this scenario is one of them didn't, didn't get eaten by You don't know. We, st- we don't know how our lives end yet. Maybe so. That, you never know what's going to happen to somebody. No. I don't Wait, know. I'm the one going out into the ocean. You are going Hold in the up. ocean. Oh, crap. Um, all right, so what else do we got to talk about today? Um, what's new with you in the world of comics? So many things have been going on in the world of comics. Yeah. So January was what I call script apocalypse because I had a lot of script pages uh, due. I pretty much always have a lot of script pages due, but January was a really big one because I had a like a 200-page graphic novel that I had to finish um, for for Harper Collins, and it had to be done by February 1st. So I spent a lot of time working on that. Uh, I'm happy to say I did finish that script along with uh, around 100 pages of other scripts. So you know, in January I wrote 300 pages plus. Uh, of, of comic scripts, so it was a very busy month, which is why a lot of people didn't get to see me, and I wasn't, you know, you know, I, I was kind of hidden, hidden in my office most of the time. But uh, but it was a lot of work, and I'm glad but, it's over. But you did all the writing yourself, right? <laughs> I did do all the writing myself. <laughs> so that's the other thing is the other day, and, and if you're following me on Twitter or Facebook, you may have saw seen uh, me post about this. Um, so a few days ago, one of my uh, a, a, an editor and publisher that I'm friends with called me and said, uh, "I'm going to shortcut the conversation." We were talking about a lot of things, but they basically told me uh, they'd heard a rumor that has been going around that I use a ghostwriter, and and not only had they heard that rumor, but the person who was spreading that rumor said, "And I am the ghostwriter. I have written these. You know, they pointed to specific books of mine and said I wrote that, and." Uh, uh, and that's you know that's bullshit. Just let's just go ahead and call it what it is. That's bullshit. Uh, if you read one of my comics, I wrote that comic, and uh, and and you can you can have faith in that. Uh, it's insulting to. I'm not that yeah. stressed over. It's insulting more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insulting to me, especially coming off of a month where I just finished writing 300 pages, that someone would belittle my accomplishments and and you know what I do. Um, and and how I work, uh, so you know. So wait, did, f that guy or whoever. Did it is. they tell you? And I, did they name a name? Yeah. No, they did not name a name. I reached out to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my editors that I've worked with. I figured that if a person has worked with me, they know better. But right. there's also a lot of people out, a lot of editors out there who haven't worked for me or worked with me, and I don't want them to think right. think that of me. So I reached out, and uh, you know, several several editors came back and said, you know, we have heard that rumor for years, and we just dismissed it. Good. And uh, and some said we've heard it, and it came back up recently, but that nobody's naming who who said it. Um, and that's fine. And I, you know, when I was talking to to Brian Hurt about it, and we were laughing about it, <laughs> and and maybe it's a game of telephone. It could very easily be because I can see why someone can look at my output and say, there's no way someone does all this by themselves. You're wrong, because I do it by myself. Yeah. But uh, I could see it, and, and maybe someone says, I wonder if he uses a ghostwriter. 
and then someone someone else takes that and says Cullen Bunn uses a Ghost Rider, and then someone else takes that and says Cullen Bunn uses a Ghost Rider, and they told and they wrote these specific books. Um, but it's all nonsense. I don't use Ghost Riders. I have worked with co-writers from time to time. They're always credited on the books, and you know. In different situations, there's some give and take. One issue, a co-writer may write more of the issue than I do. Um, and, and next issue, I'll write more of the issue than the co-writer does. But uh, but I always am involved in it, and I'm always actually, you know, I, I consider myself doing the work. Um, but again, if I work with a co-writer, it's their name's right there on the cover. Yeah. But, it, you know, I think it all stems from the fact that I'm, I'm prolific and I do a lot of work. Um which also makes me, which also makes me impossible to work with with a ghostwriter because they can't keep my up, wouldn't be able to keep up with my pace, and I'm a control freak and I'd be a nightmare to work with. But uh, you know, I, I posted out there on Twitter and I was really actually, you know, uh, uh, I was I was really pleased and humbled because um, so many people in the so many people fans, but also create other creators and editors, you know, reached out to me and and. You know, assured me that what a you know what a BS situation that is, um, and uh, and there you go. So it's over. But no, I am not. Uh, so I, you know, and it, what's interesting is this would have probably uh, really messed me up a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. It would have thrown me into a rage spiral. Uh, this time I'm kind of like, eh, it, you know, some jackass is saying that or somebody's or the like the game of telephone has just manifested into this weird you know this this weird rumor system or whatever but uh but there it is yes i wrote all i wrote all my pages i wrote uh, everything everything that i have written was written by me and and i don't use ghost ghost writers um if if someone writes a book with me they are credited on the book and and I've I've thought about it, you know, if it is someone spreading it, I have a few people in mind that I think might have done it, but I have no proof that they did it, and I'm not gonna go out of my way to to track them down. There's a few people in my mind uh, that you know I know some people who have done similar things using you know other creators' names and trying to get people in trouble or cause headaches for people. Uh, I I just this morning remembered this uh, creator who came up to me at a convention one time and said, "Why don't you?" Why don't you let me co-write your or ghostwrite your books for you, like you do Jimmy Z? Which I was like, you know, why don't you kiss my ass at the time? Because Jimmy was co-writing some books with me, and this guy just assumed because I let J- because because I, I like to work with Jimmy sometimes that I would let Jimmy ghostwrite. But uh, uh, maybe it was somebody like that. Who knows? And honestly, at this point, who cares? Uh, they're wrong. All I can do is do the work, and I think if you read my work, you know it's me writing it. So there you go. Well, you have such a. I mean, and I, I say this, and people are going to say, "Oh, you're his wife." Of course, you're going to say this, but you have such a special way of writing. Like, like you can look at a book without knowing it was yours, and say that's a Cullen Bun. You know, because of how bad it sucks. No, seriously, <laughs> you just you just have this. Well, every writer has their own style. Yeah, and every writer, uh, if you read a lot of their stuff, you can start picking up the things that make those books. You know that yes. that makes it a you know a Cullen Bunn book or a 
you know, or a Rick Remender book or a Gail Simone book. Every writer does Jeff things Lemire. a certain way. Jeff Lemire book or whatever. They all have things that you know that brand them as their yeah. as their creations. But yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm not going to stress over it anymore. Um, I've got too much to do. Uh, here at the end of the month, I'm going to be in Chicago because I'm going to C2E2. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'll be at that convention at table F11 in Artist Alley if you want to visit me there. Uh, and then a few weeks after that, I'll be in Kansas City. You will be there with me yeah. at uh, uh, Planet Comic Con. So um, lots of conventions coming up. So I'm, uh, that's another reason I'm not going on this cruise with you because there's so many trips coming up. Yeah. I got to I gotta work sometime. So... Um, so that's that. Yep. What else? Is it time for news of the weird? I don't have a whole lot of news of the weird. Well, today. that's okay. Let's let's got, hear it. I got a couple of little gems. Well, let's hear them. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I didn't write them up like I usually do. Oh man. I know. I've been slacking. You have let us all down. This one is one of my favorites that of of recent. So I got this from the Huffington Post. Okay. This man got arrested for possessing pot. So the man got arrested for possessing pot. Okay. okay. So he goes to court to in, to go in front of the judge, and he lights up a joint in the courtroom. <laughs> he approached the bench to discuss his sentence, but instead he expressed his views on legalizing marijuana before lighting up a marijuana cigarette and smoking it in front of the judge. How did that impact his sentence? Well, it would have been a simple drug possession charge. Right. But, uh... You know what? It doesn't say how it ended. Well? I'm sure he was arrested Monday and charged with disorderly conduct... So he got an additional charge. He was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession for sparking up in the courtroom. Well, well. Well, I get, you know. So good old Spencer Allen Boston of Lebanon, Tennessee. He wanted it. He's a free bird, man. He really wanted, he did this to express his thoughts on legalization of marijuana. Yep. Well, there you go. He's taking a stand, you know. Dumb well, it's kind of, I don't know, that's not the, the smartest place yeah, to do that, not, you know, or the way to do it, but he got some attention, you're talking about him. Um, true. But, you know, I but think if just, I was there for sentencing, I think he's probably like, well, they're going to sentence me anyway, might as well just enjoy the ride. But here's the thing, don't they typically, in courthouses now, don't they typically, like, scan you and make you... Well, they you go through a scanner, but I don't know that they they don't necessarily scan you for drug. They don't have like a marijuana sniffing dog or anything. That's they for don't? they save that for comic conventions. Uh, oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, I I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, I tend to try to avoid going to courthouses as much as humanly true, possible. True. So so I don't know. I'm trying to think. The last time I was in a courthouse. Oh, it was for jury duty that I didn't get picked for. So there Did you they go. scan you for drugs? I don't remember. Oh, there you go. I don't think they do, but maybe some places. So this one, this chick looks 
She looks batshit crazy. Okay. Look at that. Look at that mugshot. Not the best picture. Uh, Not that I have any room to it talk. It looks today, like she's really, she's really trying to look a little wild in that. But okay. So this woman from Oregon. This is kind of a older. Uh, this happened on New Year's Eve. So in Oregon, this woman left her boyfriend bruised and scratched after he allegedly left her dog outside in the rain. You know what? I'd have done the same thing. Uh-oh. You don't leave my puppies outside in the rain. What if What if he put them out and it was a bright and sunny day and a rain shower moved in? Nope. And he, he didn't know it. You know, he didn't know it was there. Well, first of all, they live in Oregon, so it's always cold in the winter in Oregon. What if I'm not listening? It, it was just a very you. light mist, but she perceives it as rain. Nope. Well, still, how long? I mean, no, no. What if the dogs were just annoying him? <laughs> and that was Sammy commenting on this. Sammy, story. what do you think? Um. I know. It's what crazy. if the dogs were just being super annoying and he didn't want to deal with them? No. Uh-oh. <laughs> I better be careful or you're going to start throwing hands. Suddenly, suddenly I'm make, wanting to make sure that the camera's working in the house for on the security system before I leave. Oh, don't worry. I move it before I kick the dogs out the back. Kick him right outside. Oh, no, Sammy. Samson doesn't care. He's chasing his tail right now. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so yeah. tell me about this lady. So, Melissa Morris, 38 years old. She's fa- She faces a charge of domestic assault. So, the, the, de- the deputies responded to the call around 6.15 and spoke with her boyfriend, who told them she had punched him in the face twice. <laughs> Listen. I'm not for domestic abuse of any kind. You punched me in the face twice, and I'm calling the cops, too, so... And he had a marble-sized welt and a scratch on his right eyebrow. And he... She admitted to punching him, explaining that she did it because he didn't bring her dog out of the rain. Just one dog? I guess. It doesn't seem like a punching offense. Listen... Look, I know you don't like Sammy. I think, I think leaving the dog in the rain by probably by accident because it can happen is a scolding offense. Maybe no. I see this. I'm gonna leave you in the rain if you punch me for putting the dog in the rain. I'm gonna make you live in the rain for leaving the dog in the rain. Can't rain all the time. No. That's a thump. You just got a thump. That was not a thump. That was a flick. And now, every listener of the bungalow surely heard that. So now I have audio evidence of domestic assault. Oh, no. Here, let's have another one. There's How another one. How was your palm? See? Don't be stupid. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, no. Cindy, let's put it on ice and the doctors might be able to reattach it. I swear it. to God. I will punch you right in your junk. <laughs> I can do it too. Look. <laughs> Speaking of junk, ow! Cindy just popped me. Whatever. All right. Don't what go, else? Don't go trying to pull a Dwight and Jim. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they did do that. That was good. My arm really. <laughs> oh, I'm Look sorry. at how red that is right there for Let real. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What's the next story? I don't know. My arm is hurting so bad. Wow! <laughs> well, I don't touch it. It's gonna bruise. It is not. Look at it. It is. It's I'm gonna take a picture right now and post not. it on the bungalow. Oh no! All right, let's hear the next story. So this one, I thought was the world's worst fathered story ever. Great. So no, this will make you feel like father of the year. So this dude, another another Oregon. Okay, you got it in for Oregon, Oregon today. story. Um. This guy, Brian Couture, was 40 years old. This is an older one. I just somehow missed this for a lot of months, but it was so good I had to bring it up. This happened back, like, in March of 2019. Excuse me, May of 2019. So this guy stole his daughter's Girl Scout cookie money for an erotic massage. (laughs) (laughs) and then and then he tried to stage a home invasion robbery for girl scout cookies to cover up his 740 dollar theft first of all baby girl got some sales skills so she sold it she did yeah so i'm sorry because in my mind i thought he stole the girl scout cookies no and gave them to the erotic masseuse but what he did was what well, you don't know. You're hungry. Just like everybody else. Everybody else likes dosey dos. Hey, baby. I got a box of... Who likes... I got a box of Samoas. How about a handy? Nobody gives erotic massages for Samoas. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse lemon. me. Lemon. <coughs> what are the lemon cookies? I don't know, but they're amazing. Yeah, now those... You can get an erotic massage. But anyway, for. yeah. This, so he pled guilty to initiating a false report. He was put on probation and fined $100 in order to perform 80 hours of community service. And he'll also have to repay what he stole. But he, he called, so he called 911 to report that someone had entered his home through a sliding glass door and fought with him before fleeing. When the police got there, they found the house ransacked and spotted with blood. And Couture told officers the assailant stole $740 of his daughter's Girl Scout cookie money plus a receipt for an erotic massage from a jar. Later, the investigators started noticing inconsistencies in his story and the cookie caper crumbled. Is that your word? No, or Okay, yeah, actually, it was in the article. Yeah. Um, it, Couture told police that he stole the money from his daughter to pay for an erotic massage and <laughs> faked the robbery when he realized he couldn't explain the missing funds. Wow. So, first of all... Father of the year, folks. How do you... First of all, this guy needed an erotic massage so much that he stole money from his kid. Listen. Second of all... If you're that... If you're feeling the urge that badly, just go in the bathroom and take care of yourself. I get it. It's not the same. 
But to steal money from your daughter? <laughs> well, there's my next question. Is how do you live that down ever? You don't. I mean, that, I feel like the little girl needs therapy in the future. Because you don't... I mean, that's, that's a hard... That's messed up. That's really messed up. Poor girl. What? Yeah, father of the year there. I have never stolen Girl Scout cookie money. Nor have I stolen Girl Scout cookies. Nor have I gone to the erotic masseuse. I was going to say. With Girl Well, I saw it in your eyes, which your, your question. So, nor have I gone to the erotic masseuse with Girl Scout cookie money. I thought you, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> nor have I gone to an erotic masseuse with Girl Scouts. <laughs> well, again, you can get arrested for that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a relief, yes. All right, any other yeah. weird stories? No, I'm keeping it short today. I got packing to finish. And you were supposed to be done with your packing days ago. Yeah, well, I thrive under pressure. No, no, you don't. You hate pressure. Well, the problem is, is I'm a procrastinator. I also have ADD. A-A-D-D. And I walk in that room... And I say, okay, I need to do this and this and this and this and this. And most people would just start knocking it out. All right, let's do this. Done. This. Done. Me, I walk into the room, and I think of all the crap I've got to get done, and I'm like, peace out. I can't do this. <laughs> and I turn around and walk out of the room. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, go finish your packing. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cindy, sign us off. So long from the bungalow. Where the air is salty. And so are we. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow, welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go, welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, life, love, and comics, is the place to be, he's a comic book writer, she's a music lover, things get a little crazy when these two get together, life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather, but when you got someone you love, it just make it all better, daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up, news of the weird, I know you can't get enough, Colors Comic Corner, yeah, it's where it goes down, Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kalei coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Life, love, and comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go.